This is Light On, Light Through, episode 15, The Stuff of the Cosmos. And I want to wish uh, all of you a happy new year. It's been a very eventful year. Lots of exciting things happened, good, bad, in between. But I sometimes like to think in longer blocks of time than just a year. And uh, I was thinking uh, over the past few days that it was about 10 years ago this past week that Carl Sagan died at the age of 62. I guess he was best known as the voice that humanized science. He would go on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and talk about the billions and billions of stars in the universe. And some people actually made fun of him. But he was really a remarkable person because what he did is he brought science and he brought the sense of the cosmos and the importance of looking at the universe into our lives. Now, fortunately, all of that happened at the dawn of videotaping. And so a lot of people did tape Carl Sagan's appearances on The Tonight Show and other shows. And you can still see some of Sagan's work today on YouTube. And he's as mesmerizing about the human place in the cosmos today as he ever was. So I highly recommend that you take a look uh, at some of that. But I was also thinking that it was back in 1977 when Carl Sagan was young and in his prime, and I was even younger, that I was appointed book editor of an obscure journal named Etc. 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 Well, it was just named Etc. And as a way of kicking off my tenure, which turned out to be brief because, frankly, I've always found editing to be pretty boring. But as a way of kicking off my tenure as book editor, I wrote to the people that I consider to be the five greatest thinkers of the day. Carl Sagan was one of them. Who were the other four? Well, they were Marshall McLuhan, Karl Popper, Arthur Kessler, and Noam Chomsky, and Chomsky was there, let me mention, because of his theories of language, not his politics. I'll be talking about Marshall McLuhan and Karl Popper and Arthur Kessler and Noam Chomsky in podcasts to come throughout 2007 and probably beyond that. But for this podcast today, let's just confine it to Carl Sagan. I wrote to each of the authors. I told them that I had put them in my top five list, and I told them why, and I asked them to say a few words about their work. To Carl Sagan, I wrote to him that it was his work as a philosopher and a popularizer, not his work as a hard scientist, that made me admire him. In particular, I admired his view that because we come from the cosmos When we look back out at the cosmos with our telescopes, we are but the stuff of the cosmos looking back at itself. I still find that view as thrilling today as when I first heard Carl Sagan say it on The Tonight Show. Now, happily for me, all five cutting-edge thinkers responded with a few paragraphs 
for the most part, they thanked me for the honor and said they were happy to talk about their work. But Carl Sagan said something more. He said I shouldn't discount his work as a hard scientist because that's what he was. And his philosophy and his appearances on television were all a part of that. And at first that struck me as a little unusual. But, you know, it stuck with me all these years. Because whatever else Carl Sagan may have intended by it, to me it said that, hey, going on The Tonight Show and talking with Johnny may be as much a part of a great cosmologist's work as analyzing the light received from the stars. There's no contradiction, in other words, between the pursuit of fame and the pursuit of knowledge. And that, of course, goes contrary to a lot of what we find in our culture, that the academic, the scholar, even the scientist are supposed to work somewhere in an ivory tower. They're supposed to be modest. They're not supposed to seek or crave publicity. In contrast to Hollywood movie stars and rock stars that make their whole lives the pursuit of fame. But Carl Sagan showed that you could do both. And it makes sense in a way, doesn't it? Because Carl Sagan was a star here on Earth because of what he saw when he looked at the stars above. He was the stuff of the cosmos looking back at itself. This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no ease dot com. Yes, we are indeed part of that sweet blueberry community. And we're also part of another community, that tasty, spicy pickle community. I'm talking about podcastpickle.com. And I was very proud to see that lightonlightthrough.com was chosen as the podcast pickle pick of the day on December 28th. 2006. So thank you, Podcast Pickle, and both of those sites, depending upon what you're in the mood for. If you're in the mood for something spicy, go over to podcastpickle.com. By the way, it was chosen as one of the top 50 coolest sites of 2006 by Time Magazine. And if you're interested in something sweet and different and very business-like and streamlined and comfortable, try Blueberry.com, Blueberry without the E's. It's more than an online network. It's also a community. Now let's uh, go to some of our email. And I was very, very pleased to see uh, a variety of uh, emails that came in in response to the uh, Carl Sagan 10-year anniversary of his death. I had posted a blog about that a, a few days ago. Uh, this is from Larry Kirchesid, author of Dusk Before Dawn, and he wrote to me as follows. By going on The Tonight Show, Sagan was inspiring to an entire generation of people, people who grew up thrilled by the Apollo flights, by the moon landing, by the ideas of space exploration, colonization, and beyond. I remember, Larry wrote to me, sitting on the roof as a kid in Florida watching the Apollo flights go up and the dreams 
that has given me and that I've tried to share with my son, who still says he wants to be an astronaut. And I remember Sagan's work, his books, his PBS shows. We all made fun of him and still do the way he said billions and billions, but he certainly influenced a large number of people. It would be great to have another scientist use the media like Dr. Sagan did to get our current government and private space exploration energized again, out exploring the cosmos a little quicker than we are today. And that's again from Larry Kirchhoff, and you know, I couldn't agree more. We'll never understand our place in the universe, what we're truly doing here, if we stay huddled down here on Earth. And I can tell you in 2007, I'm going to be devoting uh, at least a few episodes of Light On, Light Through to space exploration and the importance of humans in space. And I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is they think of the dividends of going out into space as purely scientific. And there's no doubt that there are many scientific dividends. There are many things to learn uh, out in space. But in many ways, I think the most profound payoff about our going out into space is spiritual, the things that religions usually tend to. Blaise Pascal, a philosopher, wrote hundreds of years ago that he was overwhelmed. He was in awe of the great discrepancy between the immensity of the cosmos, the universe, and the infinitesimally small speck of humanity. We are very tiny in comparison to the universe, but we have one, at least one, very redeeming characteristic, and that's that we're able to get off of this planet if we want to and go out into space. And so one of the things that I hope we see in 2007 is more of that than we've had in the past year and, for that matter, in the past decades. And Julie Perry, uh, an author in Florida, wrote to me, Thank you so much for posting this blog about Carl Sagan, Paul. Sagan has been one of the biggest influences on my understanding of how the universe operates. Not even from a scientific point of view, but from a spiritual point of view. For me, his science spoke to that. And that was from Julie Perry, and as I've just said, I agree with that completely. It's not just the science. It's the philosophy, it's the spirit, it's the sense of who we really are. And finally, my friend Jerry, also responding to the blog I wrote about Carl Sagan, said, I believe that there's life in the universe. Well, I don't know if there is life in the universe other than ours, but we'll certainly never know if we just stay waiting here on planet Earth for someone to discover us. We have to be proactive, to use that term, and get out there and see what's going on. Yeah!
alone in a Mexican joint in Mesa, Arizona. Mary band on the jukebox. My man Sean said, it ain't a diss song, it's a real song, so... The rumor is that I'm coming back to the wire. <laughs> Never. Never that. How are you? I'm pretty much the same. There's nothing I can tell you that is new. I've been hanging around, going to the same spots in town. And that was a little mix of all the recordings you've heard on LightOnLightThrough.com since we started the show at the end of October. The first song we played was Johnny Was by Idris Elba, who of course played Stringer Bell on The Wire and uh, has a leading part in Daddy's Little Girls, which will be in theaters uh, just uh, in a month or so in, in February. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then you heard Ebony Moore's Make It Count, followed by Jeffrey Foucault's Mesa, Arizona. And then Idris Elba came back with another song, a rap song, about Driss speaking on Stringer, in which Idris explains why he's never going to come back to The Wire and play Stringer Bell. And then finally, uh, we ended with B.J. Cunningham's Still Here With You. And this brings us to our promo suite, part of the uh, lightonlightthrough.com podcast. And actually, the first one I want to mention, as always, is the fabulous Mike Thinks. You'll hear a promo for that. But I also want to mention a, a podcast that I came across, and I don't yet have a promo for it. But it's a really great podcast. It's called Odd TV, O-D-D TV. And if you want to go take a look at the website and listen to it, uh, just go to Michael Harvey. Dot com. That's Michael Harvey, one word, and the Harvey there is spelled H-A-R-V-E-E dot com. And you can then click on the Odd TV podcast. It's lots of fun. And, of course, in our promo suite, you'll also hear Sean Farrell with his podcast, Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. He has some great guests coming up uh, in 2007. And you'll hear a promo for the Demon Lawyer of New Jersey, the one and only Jersey Todd. And you'll also hear a promo for the SciFi.com show. And that's Fi with a P-H-I because the show is about the intersection of science fiction and philosophy. Which, by the way, is something that Carl Sagan, I'm sure, would have very much approved of. So listen, I hope you had as good a time uh, these past, well, I guess two months as I have uh, doing LightOnLightThrough.com. 
I'll be back with you next year in 2007. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy. out the Mike Thinks podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? If you are, you need to check out the Combat Information Center. It's available at www.allenlight.com slash galactica. Hey, publishing fans, this is Sean from the Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing Podcast. If you're a fan of science fiction and fantasy literature, and if you're interested in learning the ins and outs of the publishing business, then this is the show for you. I interview best-selling authors... Ari Salvador, so thanks for taking the time, Bob. Ah, it's great to be here. ...industry experts... This is Keith R. And new writers who are blazing the path of publishing's future. I am uh, Brandon Sanderson. So join me today at www.adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.blogspot.com and become a part of the adventure. Did you walk out of the Matrix and wonder if you're a battery in a jar? Did you walk out of Daredevil and wonder, what is it like to be a bat? Do you and your friends stay up at night debating good and evil in the Star Wars universe? Does the question of life, the universe, and everything intrigue you? Then open your mind and tune into The Sci-Fi Show, thescifishow.com. And that's Fi with a PH. In a world where ordinary individuals... I was at a bar. I had a beer. ...begin to discover their unique abilities... The Ninth, a Heroes Netcast. www.heroescast.com In a world full of hopelessness and despair, only two guys had the power to deliver the world from certain destruction. Nathan and Carlos are Podcast Pendulum. Watch it all unfold at podcastpendulum.podomatic.com one more book, please, Hi, I'm Mark. I'm Andrea. We do a podcast called Just One More Book. A podcast about the children's books we love and why we love them. Because we're crazy about kids' books. We interview authors and illustrators. Hey, this is E.B. McHenry. This is Lee Edward Foti. Play listener-submitted reviews. It's my favorite book. Talk about how and where to find great books. JustOneMoreBook.com <laughs> I got him. Yes. <laughs> the Mr. Science Show. Your weekly prescription of popular science. We talk about the science you want to hear about in a social context. For more stories and for the podcast, check out MrScienceShow.com. I'm Mark West. Have you been injured listening to average podcasts? Have you been the victim of pod faders? Have you been fraudulently induced to listen to a podcast that has substandard pod safe music and a really lame host? then I urge you to subscribe to the Jersey Todd Show at www.jerseytoddshow.com. When another podcast is responsible for your podcasting injuries, we will work to provide you with the best podcast experience available. Jersey Todd is a real New Jersey lawyer, but has no desire to waste your time talking about the law.
Hey, this is Matthew Ebel, and I've been listening to The Jersey Todd Show with Todd from Jersey. And it's okay. So if you're in an accident or injure yourself at work and you're injured really badly, you should call an ambulance. Chances are the ambulance driver is listening to The Jersey Todd Show. www.jerseytoddshow.com